Hello, everybody, and welcome to Paranormal Analytical. My name is Eddie Hill, and I'm your host, along with the really cool Rick Warren, who's out here with me now. Rick, how are hey, you doing, Eddie. brother? I'm doing good, Eddie. How are you down there in the big state of Texas? Oh, God. Hot, man, hot. It's been uh, just stifling. The The weather is is just terrible right now. And uh, just want to let everybody know that we are using new equipment right now, so bear with us. Uh, however, we're I think we're getting the hang of it pretty good, and we're kind of finding what its abilities are. So, uh, so far, so good. So if you hear any problems in the audio or anything at all, please let us know. And uh, we have uh, Sonia just showed up. She goes, evening, everyone. Evening there, Sonia. How are you? It's great to see you on here. Uh, just letting everybody know that we have uh, new stuff that we're trying out right now and uh, really enjoying it. And uh, we have Philip Glass who just signed in. Still sexy, Eddie. Absolutely there, Philip. <laughs> You're hot too, buddy. And uh, then we've got uh, Darren showing up over here. Hey, Eddie. Hey, Rick. Hey. I said, hey. What do hey. you say, Rick? <laughs> We all got to say hey. So just letting everybody know we got new equipment. I am uh, playing around here using a new Broadcaster Pro. Uh, so I'm still dialing in settings on the microphones and learning all the what it can do and what it can't. And I have to say, it's this Broadcaster Pro is really cool. And uh, we just called into uh, Patrick and Renee, who are out in the field right now. They're looking around for different haunts and places to go and things to do and uh so yeah they're out running around and we're also playing over here with some other cool stuff should i show them some of these uh, little video clips yeah i could enjoy that okay let's do that real quick okay this is one video clip i'm going to show you only because we love you guys so we're going to let you check this out this is the one that we started the show off with today, if y'all missed it. But we were doing that and uh, also playing our old paranormal analytical music, weren't we, Rick? Yeah. And uh, so we had that one. And uh, we also have this, which we really like. So I'll play that one. And so we were using all those. Some of you may remember some of these. I mean, they're, this one here isn't that old. The other one was really old school, but this one isn't old school. For those of you who are listening to this on the podcast, it's, it's our uh, basically our intro video themes. And uh, they're really cool. And we have a lot of fun using these things. But uh, yeah, so what do you guys think of it? Let us know. And uh, we just had uh, Delina Montgomery stop by and say, hi. she's my cousin, by the way. She lives here in San Antonio. Oh, wow. Delina, how are you? I hope you're doing good. And uh, she's been having uh, some activity as well. So we're going to probably have to go check that out. And also a friend of hers. So uh, that's a couple of cases right there that we may have to look into here before too long. So um, Rick and I were talking about different topics for the, for the night. And, you know, the one thing that we have to, uh, that we both actually agree on is that we should talk a little bit about this disclosure on the UFO project still. And I know we've talked about that, you know, before, but the problem with this is, is people are not really understanding the significance 
of what's going on around them right now with this disclosure of these uh, UFOs and USOs and things of that nature that are pretty much showing up all over the world. I mean, this thing's huge. Wouldn't you agree, Rick? Yeah, it is definitely, definitely huge, not only uh, socially, but uh, more so in the military sense right now. You know, it, it's uh, this right here is one of those type of uh, situations that we really have to think about and think about closely. People heard, oh, well, the Pentagon came out and they said that there are UFOs or they have a, a part of a vehicle that was not manufactured here on Earth. What does that mean? So they're saying that they have something that was manufactured. So it's not like a piece of just debris or rock or meteor. They have a piece of something that's manufactured. Now I know all us UFO buffs, this is old news. We know they've had this stuff. Yes, we know this. But for them to come out and say they have a piece of one, even if it's just a piece, that's huge. That's really, really big. And I don't think a lot of people are, are grasping just how big this really is. Uh, there's, there's so much to this, and it can go so many different ways that it's mind-boggling. Um, Rick, what, what are some of the topics uh, on this part that you want to talk about? I, I know that you were talking to me earlier, but I, I don't... I don't want to jump in there and talk about all of it because it's so easy to do. I, I want you to give me some of your uh, talking points. Um, one of the biggest ones, Daddy, is is the military aspect of what they are seeing. Um, right now, as you and I are talking about this um, phenomenon, we have nothing that compares, nothing that compares with anything that they've seen so far. These things can turn on a dime, they can sit there and go from zero to pulling eight, nine, 10 Gs, if not even more than that, that would basically in any aircraft that we have right now would crush a human being. And yet this is what they're telling us is that, the, you know, they've, they've sat there and put it on the, on the back burner, so to speak, and all at once uh, after these uh, Tic Tacs and uh, all the other ones that were coming out and they, they're now getting full disclosure on them. And you're seeing admirals, you're seeing military men, you're seeing all kinds of top officials sitting there going, hey, what's going on? And then you'd sit there and they break it down to the public and say, well, we have nothing that we, if they just chose to uh, attack right now, if that was so, uh, if that's what they wanted to do, we have nothing to defend ourselves with. And that's pretty scary when you think of something that comes from another dimension and or comes from another galaxy or universe that can do what do anything at will against us, Eddie. That's very true. That is very, very true. And why is it that you don't think people are as aware or excited about everything going on? Well, for one thing, Eddie, they sat there and um, denial is, is a very, very powerful, <laughs> very powerful tool that, that some of us don't um, understand. And sometimes when you deny the existence of something, it makes you feel safer inside. It makes society feel safer outside when they take that walk, evening walk. And if they were to see something like that, they go, oh, that's, that's, that's just a gas, uh, you know, swamp gas, or that's a weather balloon. Um, oh, that's what they said they were going to be testing here later on. And I don't think they want to really fully understand and or come to grips with that uh, reality of what we're seeing, Eddie. I, you know, I, I've thought about this a whole lot. And you would think that people would have been jumping through hoops just to get this little bit of information. I mean, think about Project Blue Book and people coming forward and coming forward and coming forward. And they kept getting knocked down and knocked down going, oh, it's this, it's that. Until Dr. J. Allen Hynek came forward and said, you know what, there, there's more to this than what meets the eye. And it took him actually pushing in order to... Uh, 
start trying to get this information out there. And now, you know, here it is all this time later. Um, finally, you know, we, we're they're starting to admit it. Yeah. Eddie, it was 1965 when I first was out there at the oil lease with my dad and we saw two F-104s go totally ballistic and uh, are chasing this one. And um, 50-some years later, now they're saying they're real because if we had said something back then or anybody uh, would have said something about UFOs or little green men or anything else like that, they'd have taken us to the padded room, you know? And um, it takes a lot. It takes a lot for these men to come forward. And I do say men because these are very credible men from the military. And um, they're putting their careers on the line, Eddie. They're putting their lives on the line by coming forward and stating and, and, and telling people and testifying as to what they've seen and heard, not only from other military men, but from uh, different um, agencies within the United States that this is something we need to look at and we need to look at now. Even the, uh, the different militaries of uh, the world are calling them and saying, come here, I want to show you this. They're showing, him, they're showing them videos and showing them things that their pilots have seen. They're showing him people what they've seen off of ships coming out of the ocean. And that's what blows my mind right there is that they've, they've actually used off from right exactly you know and and you would think that people would be more aware and more worried about ufos and or at least more vigilant toward them than what they are philip says everyone cares more about the corona than ufos yeah because i think that's a in your face type threat i think if uh ufos dropped down and you know started uh flying around i think corona would be out the window and they'd forget all about that uh, Kurt says, people are taught and led to believe that there is only us. If one says others exist, they are considered crazy or a, conspiracy, or a conspiracy theorist. Very true, Kurt, except the thing with that is there's a lot of conspiracies that were conspiracies a couple of years ago. They're not conspiracies anymore. You know, right. uh, you wouldn't have believed any of this stuff would be taking place. I mean, seriously. And uh, Philip says, I agree, religion plays a huge part. Uh, I believe you're right there, Philip. Uh, Darren says, do you think it's an indication that people really aren't ready to accept? No, I don't think that they are not ready to accept, Darren. I think people are just too caught up into their own lives to really worry about something else that isn't an uh, in-your-face type threat. I think that's what it kind of boils down to. Uh, Kurt says, uh, what if Star Trek and Battlestar Galactica were uh, documentaries? You know what? Stranger <laughs> things have happened. Wouldn't you say, Rick? I was, I was just going to say, Eddie. I mean, I remember back again, I'm aging myself. I remember in the 60s watching Major Astro and, and programming like that. And Buck Rogers, you know, people like that and shows like that that um, – by God, back then, it's fantasy, 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 and, and make-believe, make-believe, make-believe. And right now, we're seeing the validity of everything they showed on those shows coming true. Yeah. I mean, that was, uh, back in the day, that was just science fiction. I think we're losing Rick. You're kind of frozen a little bit, buddy. Uh oh. There you go. I can hear you, but your your video's frozen. Uh, no. Oh, that may be me. I think you may be fine. That might be me. My uh, connection just a little slow. Uh, Philip says, if UFOs or aliens were proved to exist, every religion would be proven wrong. They won't have that. Well, see, Philip, I don't know if you came in. Uh, when uh, we were talking, but the Pentagon has come forward already. Just what about a week ago, two weeks ago? Yep, something like that. And uh, yep. they put out a paper stating that they had parts 
of a some sort of vehicle. I, I forget the terminology they put it, but it was like parts of a vehicle that was not manufactured on Earth. So they're admitting to having extraterrestrial type technology, basically, by saying that. But they're they're putting pieces out there. It's like chum in the waters, basically. And uh, yeah. Kurt says, "Men in Black showed actual alien races." Did they really? I didn't know that. Huh? Hmm. I'm gonna have to look into I like, that. I like the dog. I like the dog. Yeah, I should I, have changed that lock. I should have changed. <laughs> <laughs> and then Philip says, uh, "Yes, I remembered that, but in these days." Nobody believes the government. And that might be why they're putting that out there. That way they can say, well, if you remember back in uh, 2019, we, we told you guys that these things existed and you basically turned your nose up at us. And uh, Marcus says, true, a branch of the military air force, I believe, did some uh, did come clean. Uh, that was the Navy that came through there, Marcus. And uh, they, they were the ones that released the video footage of the Tic Tac in the uh, couple of other objects and then of course the pentagon came forward telling us that they had a part or a piece of an extraterrestrial craft not of this earth and uh kurt says uh hi blondie glad he could join us i'm not sure who blondie is uh, <laughs> unless uh he's talking about uh uh sonia but i don't know i'm maybe i'm blonde what do you think uh well, <laughs> no, I don't think, uh, Eddie, that um, people are, are really going to want to accept the reality until it actually, like you said, slaps them in the face with it. And, uh, and that's, that's what we're seeing on a lot of things as far as uh, from cryptid to um, spirituality or whatever there's a lot of people out there that will not accept reality until it slaps them in the face um it's one of those doubting thomases if you will uh, it's it's a case of um no i don't really i mean, as long as i don't think it's real then it's not going to hurt me and i i'm seeing a lot of that i i, I see that on, on on some investigations that we've been on that people didn't want to think or even come to grips with the fact that they were actually listening and talking to spirits. Have you ever had that happen? No, I can't say I have, but here's one other thing. Uh, Philip says, uh, I'm still skeptical of the Navy or Air Force videos. Why won't they switch from thermal to regular? Uh, they were asked that actually, Philip, and uh, one of the things that they came back with and said was that if they switched it off thermal, you couldn't see it. But on thermal, you could actually right. see the object which uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like it's uh, they're cloaking or something, and that's the only way you could actually uh, spot them. And uh, Sonny says, oh, boy, ha-ha. <laughs> and then uh, Marcus says, LOL, since the Kennedy assassination, no one has much trust in the government. Uh, no one's had much trust in the government in a very long time. Exactly. And then... Uh, we have uh, Jan says, hey, guys. Hey, Jan. How's it going, Jan? And then Marcus, thank you, Eddie. The Navy, I stand corrected. Hey, not a problem, brother. Believe me, I, uh, I, I put my foot in my mouth more times than I can shake a stick on every show. So, you know, it's one of those things. And Philip says the Argentine Coast Guard has a similar video. Yeah, they've got a lot of videos yeah. up there, too. And, uh... Kurt says, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be harder to fake infrared or thermal. Wouldn't be, wouldn't it? I think he means, wouldn't it be harder to fake infrared or thermal? Um, I don't know, possibly, but I, you know, you can definitely tell that's uh, actual, uh, footage from, uh, F-18 Hornet. Uh, Jan says, just shared on my, uh, Neosho, Neosho County, County Paranormal. Paranormal investigator page. Wow. Thanks, Jan. Appreciate that. So see if we can get some more awesome. people in here as well. So tell us a little bit more, Rick. 
Well, one thing that there, um, that I'm seeing, Eddie, when I was looking up research and talking to people and everything, was that the, the fact of the caliber of people that are coming forward. I mean, it's one thing for me or you or anybody else that is just Joe Blow off the street or on the street, whatever you want to call it, to come up and share if I would call you and say, hey, Eddie, you ain't going to believe this shit that I just saw last night in the air or whatever. When you have admirals, when you have colonels, when you have lieutenant colonels, when you have sergeants, when you have uh, people from institutions of, of validated learning facilities coming forward and saying, this is what we have. And basically spelling it out in front of us for those that are non-believers that this is what is going on right now. And um, it, it, it leads to a lot of credibility especially for those type of people because their reputation is on the line. Their career is on the line and their persona as, as far as a person is on the line. And it's just like you and me in the, in the paranormal world, Eddie, if we fake something, our, our reputations are gone. And it's just like them. If they, if they're faking any of this, their reputations are gone. I agree. And, and each and every day more and more are coming forward and, uh, telling their stories on their encounters. Uh, they've been silent for so long, and, and some of them probably majority of their careers, and even beyond that, uh, that are coming forward now and talking about different uh, encounters they had during Vietnam, during World War II. I think there was uh, one guy that came out during World War II. He was a uh, poor, poor guy. Was like He was majorly old, but he was talking about something that they saw back then. Uh, including the, if you remember, uh, the Foo Fighters. Uh, yes. From back in those days as well, from B-52 mm-hmm. bombers, having encounters with those. And uh, we have Landon Wells says, hello, boys. And uh, how you doing, Landon? Appreciate hey, you Landon. showing up, man. <laughs> and uh, Jan says that you and her go way back, Rick. Yes, we do. And that yes, is way do. cool. Hi, Jan. So I'm so glad that, you know, she could make it onto the show also and, and kick back and watch. But, you know, uh, there's so many things that go on. And, and as far as Nazi Germany and you've got the Glock, you know, which is the acorn bell looking uh, thing that was uh, in Germany that they were working on some sort of a uh, time travel or something of that effect. Uh, they weren't real sure what it was. But then you had the Pennsylvania incident where they had this acorn thing come flying out of the sky, slowed down and then crashed into the forest. Uh and before you know it, military was there to pick up the remnants of it, which looked a lot like the Glock out of Germany. And uh, Philip said, it's hard to deny that there is something out there and that we get visited. Now, I think we've been visited for a very long time there, Philip. And uh, just like uh, when you and I used to go out and uh, do some exploring, you know, we talk about a lot of this stuff and how long them you know, ancient aliens and how long they've been here. And uh, it's it's pretty impressive, you know. Ashley says, Eddie Hill, love your shows. Thank you, Ashley. I appreciate that very much. Uh, we appreciate you stopping by. And uh, so, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, it, you can talk about this kind of stuff forever. And, and there's so much evidence that goes so far back. It makes you stop and wonder, what were they doing here? Which... I have my theories on that. Um, you know, what were they wanting from us? How did, how were we created? Why were the ancient Sumerian people so uh, intelligent to where they were the first ones to actually work on astronomy? They were the first ones to have a, a written form of language. And then they spoke about these gods that came from the skies that created us in their image. 6,000 years before the Bible was written. There's so much of this that goes on, and you can go on and on and on and on and on and on. And then you've got people that say, eh, I don't believe. And you look at them like, how is this even possible? You know, <laughs> how, can you, how can a person have a mind so closed that they think that we're the only creatures that are here on Earth? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Eddie, I'm, I'm also um, caught up in the idea that, uh, that we are still, to this day, 
since the Roswell on up to different crashes and different sites. It amazes me that um, everything that has taken place so far, as soon as there was a report into the, into the news center or into the police station or anywhere in the world as far as something crashing or something that fell from our, up from the sky, so to speak, our military was the first on the scene. They were the first to sit there and, and take that area and rope it off and not let anybody in. And everything was super secreted away to another base or something like that. And there was no disclosure at that time. Um, you know, as to what was found. Um, I know that some of the people that uh, have reported that uh, this one priest was taken out and called out there to one of the crashes, and he said he gave last rites to two alien bodies. He didn't know what they were, but that they were some kind of bodies that he was called out there to give last rites to. Wow. See, that's, that's impressive stuff. And this is great eyewitness testimony on things of this nature. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, it's incredible. You know, and there was a, I remember talking about uh, us being the first out. There was one uh, crash that happened over Mexico, uh, close to actually, I believe it's close to Laredo or Del Rio area, somewhere up in that area. And, uh, but it was just over the border where a plane went down after being struck by a UFO that they were tracking on radar coming across Texas and it struck a, a small commercial plane plane went down and this object went down the Mexican government sent troops to go recover this uh, crashed UFO mm-hmm. and of, of course the United States said hey if you need some help you know, we'll, we'll send some people to give you a hand and they were like, we got this. You know, we don't need your help. Thank you very much. You know, we got it. Well, after they followed them a little bit, watching from, uh, I guess, some of their really good cameras up there, apparently somehow or another, uh, all their Jeeps and everything came to a stop. They decided they were going to send troops in to go investigate. They found all the Mexican troops dead. Yep. All of them were dead. And uh, they couldn't figure out what it killed them. There was no sign of anything that, as far as uh, any wounds, they just died. Uh, they grabbed the object, tied it off, flew it away on a helicopter. I basically put everybody together and uh, set off a grenade and burned everything up. So, it, yeah, it's not beyond the United States to steal technology either. So, But, of, of course, they weren't going anywhere with what they had anyway. But, uh, yeah, that kind of stuff does take place. Now, uh, we got uh, Philip says, uh, Eddie and I visited that, that base and the hangar of the Roswell incident. Yeah, I remember when we showed up over there, uh, Philip. That's where they actually took the UFO, supposedly, from uh, the Roswell crash. Philip and I were there, and we, we actually checked out the hangar. And uh, Kurt Martinez it says, if you take the text from all cultures, and including the Bible, they all have similarities. What if all the texts were like a puzzle and they were all right, just missing certain details? Uh, that's where you kind of uh, start looking at what the ancient Sumerians wrote there, uh, Kurt. And uh, they talk about mm-hmm. the Anunnaki and what took place with them. And I do believe that uh, they were the actual ones that created humans as we know us today. Uh, Darren says, maybe people are ready, but governments aren't. I mean, the implications of having all that technology would change everything. Oh, I can guarantee you that the government has that technology, and those things are changed, uh, but not for us. You know, pretty much we're still living in the dark ages. They got all the good stuff. Landon says, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rick. I'm, I'm um, taken back to um, a movie. It was called Enemy of the State, and it was Will Smith. Yeah. And, uh, God, I can't think of the other guy's name. Um, but anyway, the, at that time when that show come out and the technology 
that was uh, disclosed on that show as far as what we have as trackers, GPS, and different na navigational uh, sequences of different planes and helicopters and jets and whatever we want and, and the listening devices. When they can sit there from a spy satellite and take your license plate off your car, and that was back in the 80s, I believe, was when that show came out. I'm not sure. It might be in the 90s. But still, it's very impressive to think that 20 years ago or 15 years ago, we had that type of technology. And within 15 years, Eddie, we have jumped light years ahead of what that show was all about. Absolutely. And seeing back then, we were thinking, oh, wow, that's pretty good sci-fi stuff right there. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, Landon says, I think after Trump wins this next election, he's going to go all out and disclose more evidence. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think he will. And I think he's going to be the yeah. president that's going to do it. Um, and then we have uh, Michelle says, uh, or is that Michael? Uh, can't read hardly. <laughs> we have to be selfish if we think we are the only ones who exist in the entire universe. There are still places uh, NASA hasn't discovered. There's a lot of places NASA hasn't discovered. And uh, I think the more mm. we uh, keep our eyes to the sky, I think the more we're going to actually see a lot of these places. Yeah, but I, I think you're absolutely right. And uh, Rene Rodriguez, he is our mad scientist, says, hello, UFO people. And uh, Rene. Dennis says, hi, Eddie, I wrote a book and screenplay for a feature film that goes to the deepest uh, esoteric uh, knowledge of the rabbit hole, Renegade of Light. Dennis, private message me. I need to talk to you. Uh, so, uh, yeah, definitely, Dennis, get a hold of me. We're talking. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we got Delina. Uh, apparently, Delina, she knows Dennis also. She's saying hello. And then Philip. Uh, just think of this. It was a blink of an eye when the Wright brothers invented flight until we went to the moon. Think about what happened between those two events. A lot has happened between those two events, even more so than what we actually think. And uh, you know what I want to do? I'm going to uh, give... Uh, I'm going to give uh, Renee a call and we're going to try out this new phone system. So let's see what Renee has to say. Hello. Renee, what are you doing? What's up? I am watching Miguel sit around pretending to film. Well, you're, you're on the show with us right now. So, uh, Hi, Renee. Howdy. <laughs> so basically yeah we're talking yeah, we're about ufos and their starts and why people aren't more surprised after the government released that information concerning that they had that extraterrestrial vehicle that was not made here on earth well you know i think the majority of the reason is that we're in the middle of this crisis but no one really cares about the ufos now if it happened last year or or none of this would have happened it would have been a huge deal but now no one cares. So you you honestly think that if if it wasn't for what we're facing right now, uh, there would be a bigger hype over the the existence of uh, UFOs or extraterrestrials? Almost oh, definitely. No one cares. Really, no one cares right now because everybody's looking out for themselves, which I completely understand. Everybody's still scared about this whole virus mess. Mm-hmm. What do you think? So Rick? no one. Rick, what do you think? I think he's uh, 90% right because, I mean, we do have a crisis that is uh, blurring and, and staring us right in the face. And um, if, if there was something to happen, if there was, uh, say, this weekend, Monday morning, the, the, the weekend news would come up and say UFO found in desert. Um, alien bodies taken to um, Texas or wherever. Now that might wake some people up, but I don't know because people right now, uh, just like you said, is uh, facing a crisis and that crisis is more imminent right now than a UFO is. Now, wouldn't you yeah, say... And plus they just found pieces. 
Wouldn't you say they only just found pieces, right? Yeah, they just found. Suppose that's all they released was just that they found pieces. But wouldn't you wouldn't you say that right now there are more UFO sightings throughout the world than at any other time? Mm -hmm. There is. I've been watching a lot of videos and reading a lot of blogs about tons of UFO sightings. Maybe people are just starting to look up and pay attention because maybe because maybe you got people's attention. Maybe you got some people's attention. And they're looking up now. Yeah, I think probably people are so bored they're not, you know, that they're actually taking the time to look up. You know, I did have a UFO sighting about two months ago. Uh, I was walking with my daughter to the park, and we did capture. I actually do have some on video. I've never posted it. Oh, you so should, we were walking to. You should post that, Renee. Well, it's kind of hard to see because I had my old uh, iPhone. I had an old iPhone 7, and I filmed it with that. It was right before I got my new iPhone. And the quality isn't that good, but what I saw with my own, my own eyes, it, it was a lot clearer than the, the iPhone camera. It was a clear day. It was nice and bright and sunny, but it was really far away. So what I saw and my daughter saw, initially we thought it was a bunch of white birds coming, you know, just flying. But the odd thing about these birds is they started flashing. And they would come in and out like waves. They would just go out of, out of, out of sight and then come back in like a big old wave. And they sparkle and they get really dim and they disappear and they come back. And we watched it for a good 15 minutes before we lost track of them. I can post a video. Yeah, if you would get on really, really hard to see. If you would get on Paranormal Analytical and post that video, video, Renee, and uh, that way people can uh, check it out. I can, I can definitely see. I know part of the things I talked to you guys about this earlier is a lot of UFO sightings are really a lot of UFOs are hard to see with our normal cell phone camera. Our cell phone cameras are great for close up and uh, with a lot of bright light. So anything other than that, it's it's really really crappy. So you got to have a good camcorder to see UFOs at a distance because you really can't zoom in because you have that digital zoom, and it just makes everything pixelated. Because I try to zoom in with it, and since I'm holding the camera itself and it's not stabilized, then I was it was shaking every time I zoomed in uh, with the digital, it would get shaky and be hard to see. So I had to zoom back, and then when it was zooming back, you barely see it. Yeah, so that was the, the that was the problem phone, with UFOs. With a cell phone, you really have to just kind of like park it on something and steady it. Yeah, the, well, we were where we were at. We were we were on a sidewalk and walking towards the park, and there was nowhere for me to to hold on to. No trees that I could have, you know, held the camera. There was only one clear spot where we saw it, and we followed it. Uh, it was moving, so we tried to follow it, but we lost it behind some houses. And we were, of course, we were on foot because we were just walking to the park. But, it, you know, it's, it's really bizarre. Most of the UFOs, I'd say a good 99% of the UFOs that I've seen, uh, I didn't have equipment to, to capture it. And it was really bizarre. Eddie, you know this. When we, when we were looking for UFOs, when we were filming, as soon as we stopped filming and put up our gear, I think it was ghosts. Right. They appear. They just come out. <laughs> so I don't know if it was one hell of a coincidence. Or what? If anybody in the audience wants to get out and look for UFOs on their own, what advice do you have for them to, as far as being able to capture something on camera? My best advice, if you can afford it, uh, I would get a night vision goggles, night vision binoculars that can record. Uh, that's that's probably the best way I've seen them. Uh, I have a couple of, uh, I got three of them, three night vision cameras. Only one of them actually records, and what I've seen with those, and I've recorded a few of them, is probably the best way you can see them. Uh, they they do cloak, they do they're invisible to our eyes most of the time. And as soon as you grab that uh, night vision, it's not night vision; it's, it's more the like the um, like Generation Four monoculars, uh, like the military use. That's probably the best ones you can get, but. Those are pretty expensive. They run you anywhere between fifteen hundred dollars and five thousand dollars. So it's pretty expensive. But I got the low end ones. I only spent uh, say about five hundred bucks on my nicest one. But that's still pretty expensive. I mean, that's an expensive toy. 
Mm. That's probably the best way to see it. Now, if you, if you can't afford that, really the best thing to do is there's a, there's plenty of daytime sightings. If you just take your time, just sit back one day on your porch, hang out for hours. And I know it's a kind of a pain in the butt and just look up in the sky. Most people don't look up. People are so busy looking down their cell phones or, or not paying attention to the sky. You'll never see them. And a lot of times when we do see them and we do capture on video, people think they're fake. That's one of the main reasons why I started looking for UFOs years and years ago, because there are so many UFO videos. There are tons of videos out there, thousands of them. And I can't tell what's real or not. Though our technology is so good with, with video editing, you can fake it and you can make it look like a UFO. But you need to go out there. People need to go out there, at least with a, a decent camcorder during the daytime. Uh, get a tripod and just look. That's the only way you can really capture them. You have to have something steady and you got to have a camcorder. Don't forget the cell phones so you can do the analog zoom. And that's more likely to capture them that way. Or like I said, or, or night vision. Let, let me get your opinion on this real quick, uh, Renee. Philip just mentioned uh, mm-hmm. and, and reminded me of when uh, we went over to uh, investigate the Marfa lights. Um, what's your mm-hmm. opinion on the Marfa lights? Do you think that's actually uh, 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 intelligent control type uh, craft, or do you think that's more uh, natural phenomena? What do you think on that? Been around for a long time. I'm starting to think it's more natural. Uh, there's so many things that we still don't understand here on planet Earth. So it, 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 I'm pretty sure it, it's natural. Uh, I've, I've seen a couple of shows where people believe they're, they're actually plasma coming from the Earth. But uh, it's, it's, my thought really is it's, it's natural. Okay. All right, Renee. Well, we're going to cut you loose over here. Um, we're going to continue on with this conversation. and uh, But uh, let us know if anything cool happens where you're at. Uh, definitely. We're, we're just watching uh, them set up for a, a movie here. And, and so I, I don't think we're going to be able to the, I believe you all are at the Donkey Lady Bridge. Correct. Yeah, Patrick and I took the trails. We went off-roading out here. And <laughs> we walked way out there, and we're looking for stuff. But we really couldn't find anything. The Donkey Lady so Bridge, for those of you who, uh, who aren't aware, is a really cool place here in San Antonio. There's a lot of legend behind it. And uh, they're uh, filming a... I guess it's a short, what they're working on right now. And uh, yeah, they're filming a horror Patrick, movie here. Who are uh, part of uh, Paranormal Analytical. Renee's our mad scientist and Patrick's our medic are out there right now and they're kind of watching. So it's uh, one of those type of situations where they're doing one thing, but something else could happen. So you just never know. Yeah, there's no way we can investigate. Just too much noise pollution, too many people walking around. So this, this place is a bust for now. Uh, well, at least you can have. But fun we're still going to look. Uh, actually, I think Patrick and I are going to go look for somewhere else to, uh, to investigate tonight. We're still we'll, we're banging our heads here trying to figure out where we're going to go. We're not going to give up quite yet. So we'll probably be leaving here soon. We we'll go right. find somewhere else to go film tonight. Since we're out and about, anyways. Well, sounds like a plan, man. Y'all be safe out there. Will do. All right, brother. Talk to you later. All right. Bye, all. See you later. Okay, well, that was pretty cool, uh, being able to do a, a phone interview while mm-hmm. we're live. Um, we hadn't awesome. had that capability before, but now we do. <laughs> he brought up a good point, Eddie, and I think I would challenge everybody that's listening right now and watching. I know we have Darren um, Wedlock. Isn't he from New Zealand or over that direction some way, or, or what, what's the status on that, Eddie? I, I'm sorry, try again. Isn't Darren, isn't Darren Wedlock, isn't he over in New Zealand um, area like that? I believe Kurt is. Okay. Well, um, I was just going to say with uh, what Renee uh, brought up, I would challenge everybody this week, if you have a chance and feel so inclined to do so, then um, take your camera with you when you go downtown or when you're out in the country or evening night time or whatever, I saw Sonia said something about, um, I can't really read what you're saying there, Eddie, about nighttime or something like that in clear skies. But um, 
yeah, during this next week and everything, I'd kind of challenge everybody to go ahead and step outside and take a walk and see what you can see. Exactly. And I think that's a that's a great challenge. And uh, Sony was saying, I see a lot where I'm at and it's always clear skies during the nighttime. Yeah. So, and that, that's going to be up in Canada as well. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then and there's, uh, and there's a big difference, Eddie. Uh, won't you tell them the difference between a space station and a satellite and what they might be looking for when they see that stuff? Oh, yeah. And real quick, uh, before I get into that, Landon says, let me guess, you snagged the Roadcaster Pro. Yes, I did, Landon. It's well worth the <laughs> bucks, dude. I'm telling you, you got to get it. You got to get it, man. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we're, we've been playing with this thing and uh, practicing. But, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's really neat when you look up. And satellites are always going to be really dim. Your space station is going to be, you know, of course, brighter uh, and, and bigger than your satellites, you know, whenever you're looking at them. And one thing to remember is all your satellites and space station and things of that nature normally always travel in a straight line. They don't make any abrupt turns. Uh, they don't, mm -hmm. you're not going to see them do anything like that. If you see anything turn sharp, make an abrupt turn, slow down, speed up, or whatever the case may be, instead of just casually just crossing the sky, you got something. So pay close attention to what that might be. Also, there won't be any colored lights on any of them. And man, let me tell you, that's loud when your phone beeps when this thing's connected, isn't it? Oh, man. That just, yeah, that rang my bell right there. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be the challenge I'd go with, uh, Eddie, is, is to see what we can come up for in the next week or two weeks even and uh, challenge everybody to take a camera with them. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be really... Uh, if you can, if, if it's a... I, I think I, I lost you. I think I'm uh, it's on my end, though. Um, I think that would be really neat to actually uh, get people out there and see what they come up with and then meet us back over here and uh, tell us what they, uh, what they caught. Yeah. Yep. And like uh, Philip that said, you can actually awesome. download one of those uh, satellite apps so that you can keep an eye on what's going across and you can kind of like uh, weed out anything that's a satellite or the yep. space station. Oh, okay. So that might be something that's really cool to do. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, Eddie. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Well, I think my signal is faded out. <laughs> I've got like one bar for some reason over here, and I don't know what's going on with this thing. But uh, anyway, if y'all can hear me, let me know, because uh, I'm not really showing that I'm even connected anymore, honestly. Am I frozen? Yeah, you just were for about 10, 20 seconds. Wow. Yeah, I think uh, someone's eating up all my bandwidth. But, uh, yeah, definitely. I think everybody should uh, try and uh, get together here real soon, and we can see if we're able to... Uh, find anything in the night skies that would be interesting that we can share. I agree totally. Yes, I do. I don't know if I can afford one of those $1,500 or $5,000 night, night vision goggles though, Eddie. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Well, like I think we both hosed and now we're, uh, I think we, we may be coming back a little bit. But I think while we're ahead there, Rick, I think we should go ahead and uh, 
close the program. I mean, it's going to be about 10 minutes early compared to what we normally do, but I think it's better than struggling through these uh, bandwidth issues that we're having at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, tell you what, everybody take that into consideration what Rick said as a challenge to see what you can pick up. And let's get back in what, about uh, next week and see what we can pick up and see what anybody found. So I think we're just about uh, done on this thing. I think our bandwidth is gone, Rick. Okay. Well, good night, everybody. Thank you for a good show, and thanks for being with us. I really appreciate it, and I know Eddie does too. And uh, we'll get back with you again. Yeah, and thank again, you, everybody. Like said, we I'd appreciate like it. Videos. I'm, I'm going to play our exit video and our, and our exit song. Okay. So we're going to kill us for a little bit here. Ha, ha, ha.